gentlemen, welcome back to the shop. It is Jason. Welcome to Electric Leftovers episode 166, I believe. You have to pardon me. It's been a long couple of weeks. And uh, my good old buddy, um, what's your name? I saw it once. I don't know. It's, it's Leinenkugel. Jacob. There it is. Jacob Leinenkugel. Me and, me and Davey Machine Gun, we're enjoying a fine summer shandy. And you should too. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Hope everybody's had a pleasant week. Hope it's been relatively uneventful. No, that's not what I want. Way to go, guys. Uh, yeah, hope everybody's been having a pleasant week and that it's been uneventful. But if it has been eventful, I hope it's been the kind of events that, you know... You, you wish to have and not the ones that have been forced upon you. Let's say it like that. I am uh, logging into the website now. I don't... Well, I know why I'm not, but you know what I mean. Anyway. Oh, and I didn't get my uh, Mega Man for the week added. That's okay. I'll add it now. Since last we spoke, we don't have a whole lot of new stuff. We've got Pokemon Yellow from Scarlet and Final Fantasy 12 from Scarlet because... I don't know why, but there it is. There you go. Um, and we'll have some more Mega Man X Command mission for me uh, here fairly soon, and potentially more Gepi X. Um, I went and I did one of them there reformats just because I was cleaning up a bunch of other stuff on the computer and figured, you know, no better time to vacuum than when you've got all the furniture out, right? So I went and did that, and I got to just reinstall some recording software and all that. Other than that, though, should be fine. Um, over in the forums, we have some soundtracks. I don't know if we talked about Draken last week, but Draken is there, as is Duke Nukem Forever, and our new Mystery Science Theater is episode season four, episode 15, The Beatniks, which is a... Uh, well, it's a film. That's for sure. There was a point, ladies and gentlemen, in our country's history where uh, that was kind of the thing. Like, it was in between the time when all the bad guys were communists and it was after the communists, but before the motorcycle gangs. Every Everybody in the movie was beat, you know? And I don't mean, like, physically beat. I mean, beat. Fool's build that, you. Anyway, uh, that's there. It's good. You should uh, You should watch it. Uh, I'm going to move on to the next segment, and um, we'll see how that one goes. Hopefully better than this one. Fearless warrior Mohan and his magic sword are the last hope of the kingdom. 
at Drakmar Keep, the Dragon's Tower glows red. Mohan has journeyed there on a quest to find the Black Orb and rid it of its command. You must guide him through each floor of the dreaded tower, and you must help him find strong allies to fight unspeakable monsters and traps that lurk in its depths. Be brave. The Black Orb has been reawakened. Destroy it and bring light. That's Magic Sword for the good old Super Nintendo uh, from the nice people at Capcom. Uh, the Super Nintendo port released in 1992 based on the arcade game of the same name. This was one of my favorites in the arcade and uh, was one of my favorites actually on the Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo port, really darn good. Uh, it was just a great system for arcade ports, especially from Capcom. A lot of Capcom arcade games made it over to the Super Nintendo and with good reason. They came out pretty good. Uh, this is an old Let's Play of mine, and um, it's relatively short, thank goodness, and uh, I believe we 100% the game, so got all the allies and all that other stuff. Uh, check it out, and if you get a chance, play it. It's a really fun game.
I'm not totally sure what to expect from the reviews on this. Um, most of them are really good. Uh, really high marks for this game. And I would say, overall, I could, uh, <clears throat> I could agree with these marks. However, the game does have some problems. Uh, the only name in here, someone we know... Um, perhaps the most unusual RPG I have ever played. And you know what? That sounds fine with me. A Magic of Sherazad review by Walker Bo Olmsford. I haven't played through the game all the way yet, so you're probably wondering why I even bother reviewing it now. It's because I've played through it long enough to know that it's a classic, even though it's not very well known. Gameplay, 10 out of 10. It's kind of like Zelda, and then it's kind of like Final Fantasy. You get to fight real-time battles like in Zelda, and then you'll walk off the path and you'll be fighting in a turn-based battle like in any Final Fantasy game. Unlike most RPGs except maybe Lord of the Rings on the Super Nintendo, this game uses a password system. Unlike Lord of the Rings, in this game the passwords are so short you can learn them by heart. Other than that, it's like any RPG. You find and use items, talk to villagers, and fight monsters. You can also hire mercenaries. These guys will help out a lot in turn-based battles, so try and have a few on hand. Control, 10 out of 10. The controls change depending on your situation. In a turn-based battle, though, they're just like you'd expect in a turn-based battle. And in a real-time battle, eh, well, everything seems to work the way it's supposed to, which is a good thing. Audio. 10 out of 10. Here's where the game really shines as far as I'm concerned. The music is excellent, as are the sound effects I've heard so far. There seem to be quite a lot of them, too. My favorite themes are the battle theme when you enter a turn-based battle, the two victory fanfares, and the evil magician's theme. Even without any percussion accompaniment, this theme is perfect. Why? Because it's almost entirely bass. The low pitch heightens the evil feeling quite nicely. Uh, and when he spelled bass, he spelled it like the base of an object, not a low frequency. <coughs> Story 10 out of 10. Arabia is being threatened by the evil wizard Sabaron, who seeks to rule over all. He kidnaps the beautiful Sherazad, who happens to be the hero's love. Bill. Bill is the hero, if you remember the Let's Play. The hero, incidentally, is descended from a very powerful warrior magician named Izfa. Our hero attempted to face Sabaron before the game actually started, but failed. Sabaron hurled the youth back through time, believing him to be gone forever. Now you must travel through five different periods in time, finding allies and defeating demons, ultimately fighting not Sabaron, but Gora Gora, an incredibly powerful demon whom Sabaron freed and over whom he lost control. If it had been me, though, I'd have made Sabaron fight the demon since he freed it. Overall, 10 out of 10. This game should be in the Hall of Fame. Too bad it's not very well, uh, not a very well-known title. Reviewer score 5. Flawless. Good old Walker. When it says short review, he means short review. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't give everything in this game a 10. I don't even think I'd give anything in this game a 10. But, you know what? It's not a bad game. It suffers from some horrible slowdown at times. And, uh can be a little confusing, a little hard to figure out. But other than that, you know what? Probably the best game Culture Brain ever released. And they did Kung Fu Heroes, if I need to remind you. And Kung Fu Heroes, one of my favorite games. They also did um, Super Ninja Boy. I'm looking at their list. Uh, Flying Warriors, which I never kind of figured out. Um, XCOM, Terror from the Deep is one of theirs. I've heard I've heard the people like the XCOM. 
oh wow they've been a lot busier than i thought um going all the way up to 2014 with three ds games most of them japan only though after yeah their last english game was cinderella for the game boy advance and even then that was in 2005 it was 1997 the last time before that that they had a english release game and that was XCOM Apocalypse uh, for the PC. No, excuse me. Flying Dragon for the N64. Right at the end of 1997 after that. Not a lot of English-only games. Or or English-released games. But you know what? The couple that I played, I liked. I mean, I let's played Kung Fu Heroes for Christ's sake. You guys ready for some news? Sure you are. Let's do this. Uh, Our lead story, Landlord Woes. On Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, a home rental agreement took an X-rated turn. Uh, When Leah Bassett, artist and longtime resident of Aquina, unknowingly leased her home to an employee of Mile High Distribution Incorporated. Wait a minute. It seems like something I've read before, <clears throat> but I guess not. Uh, Mile High Distribution Incorporated, a pornography production company. In September 2014, the Boston Globe reported Joshua Spafford approached Bassett about renting her home from October through May 2015. In March 2015, Spafford informed Bassett that he left the house because he was fired, prompting Bassett to ask her parents to stop by and check it out. They were, quote, 
shocked by the deplorable state of condition in which they found their daughter's personal residence. According to court documents, anyway. As, quote, circumstances evolved, Bassett began reviewing internet sites maintained by Mile High, which, quote, publicly boasted about their porn shoots on Schick and Tony Martha's Vineyard. Bassett filed suit in late March in United States District Court, alleging the site featured photos showing her home artwork and furnishings, quote, utilizing nearly every room of her home, including scenes on top of her dining room table, sofas, and in her laundry room. Defense lawyer Stephen A. Roach said the suit, quote, arose out of a basic landlord-tenant dispute. I guess our next story, a compelling explanation. Fort Pierce, Florida, police pulled over a car on March 21st after observing it swerving down the roadway. As they approached, they smelled marijuana, and during the ensuing search, passenger Kenneka Posey, 26, was shocked. Shocked! When police found two bags in her purse, one containing marijuana and the other containing cocaine. WPLG-TV reported that Posey admitted the marijuana was hers, but told officers, I don't know anything about any cocaine. It's a windy day. It must have flown through the window and into my purse. Posey was charged with felony possession of cocaine and misdemeanor possession of marijuana. Our next story of questionable judgment... On March 20th, the U.S. Marine Corps fired Navy Captain Lofton Thornton, serving as a chaplain for the Marine Forces Reserve in New Orleans after Thornton was captured on video having sex with a woman on the street in front of the Crown and Anchor Pub, according to USA Today. Marine Reserve spokesman Lieutenant Colonel Ted Wong said only that Thornton had been fired for, quote, loss of trust and confidence. According to the Navy's strategic plan for religious ministry, chaplains provide a source of comfort and refuge to service members, which Thornton had apparently extended to members of the general public. Next in some dangerous food, some people don't like ham. And when Beverly Burrow Harrison, 62, received a gift of ham from her family on February 12th, she waited until they left, then set it on fire and threw it in the trash can at the Bomar Inn in Athens, Alabama, where she was living. As smoke filled the room, AL.com reported, Harrison took her dog and left without alerting anyone to the fire. As a result, she was spared from being a victim of the ham bomb that flew out of the front wall of the room when a can of butane fuel was ignited. Harrison was held at the Limestone County Jail on a felony arson charge and could face life in prison if convicted. Why was there a can of butane? Anyway, failure to communicate. Things went from bad to worse for soccer player Sanchez Watt during a match in Hertfordshire, England on March 6th. Awarded a yellow card, Watt was asked his name by referee Dean Homley, who mistook Watt for what? As Watt repeated his name over and over, the referee became perturbed and changed the yellow card to red for dissent, BBC Sport reported. Holmey rescinded the card when someone explained the mix-up. I think everybody found it amusing afterward, including the referee, said team chairman Dave Boggins. He was very apologetic. <laughs> See, it's who's, li- who's on first, but in foot- football. Football. Uh, our weird addiction. On March 6th, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, participating in an awareness campaign, set up several large electronic signs in North Vancouver, British Columbia, that warned drivers... Police ahead. Stay off your phone. 
Despite that, within just two hours, officers ticketed 89 drivers, 74 of them for distracted driving, which resulted in a $368 fine, plus a $175 penalty payment on a first offense. It is evident, they say, there is still more education and enforcement needed to make our roads safer, remarked Corporal Richard DeJong to CTV News. Meanwhile, in disappointing news, organizers of the Big Cheese Festival in Brighton, England on March 3rd were forced to offer refunds to patrons after the event failed on several levels. Levels, excuse me. Number one, the festival ran out of cheese. Number two, the promised craft beer was Bud Light and Stella Artois. Stella's not bad. Number three, the wet weather prompted some to call the event hashtag Big Mud Festival and prevented some cheesemongers and entertainment acts from making it to the site. Quote, sadly, due to this, a few compromises had to be made, festival organizer said. The BBC reported the festival has offered half-price tickets to next year's event for anyone who bought a ticket this year. Next, a couple stories of being unclear on the concept. Jonathan Riviera, 25, of Hartford, Connecticut, dutifully appeared in Hartford Superior Court March 7th to answer charges of stealing a car on February 17th. While he waited his turn, the Hartford Courant reported parking authority agents outside the courthouse spotted a 2014 Subaru Legacy with license plates that had been reported as stolen. The car, you know where this is going, itself had also been stolen from Newington, Connecticut. Police waited for the driver to return and arrested Riviera as he started to drive away in the Subaru. He was charged with second-degree larceny and taking a car without the owner's permission. Apparently those are two separate things. And Phoenix mom Sharon Dobbins, 40, was determined to get her two teenage sons out of bed for Easter services on April 1st. When one of them sassed her back, she grabbed a taser and said, quote, I said, get up. It's Jesus's day, she told KNXV TV. Dobbins said she sparked the weapon just to make noise, but the 16-year-old called police who found two small bumps on the boy's leg and arrested Dobbins for child abuse. Dobbins told KNXV, I did not tase my son. All I was trying to do is tell my kids to put God first. What would Jesus do, folks? He would flip over a table and chase people out with a whip. Redneck Chronicles. Last September, a celebration at a recreational lake in Wichita, Kansas, caught the eye of someone who reported seeing people, quote, dressed in Muslim guard, excuse me, with an American flag, quote, desecrated with ISIS symbols, reported the Kansas City Star. Shortly thereafter, Munir Zanal, an engineer for Spirit Aerial Systems, was notified by Facebook that authorities were seeking information about his account. And soon a call came from the FBI saying it had determined that the flag reported them was a Malaysian flag and its investigation would be closed. Zanayel, a Muslim from Malaysia, had rented the lake to celebrate a Muslim holiday with friends and commemorate the 60th anniversary of Malaysia's independence. In March, Zanayel filed a discrimination lawsuit in U.S. District Court after he was barred from renting the lake again. No word as the outcome of that trial. And finally, a crime report. A 23-year-old Selena, Kansas woman, arrived at her home around 9.30 p.m. on March 29th to find that the door had been locked and chained from the inside. She called police who searched her home and found no one inside, but about two hours later, her ex-boyfriend's legs punched through the ceiling in her living room, the Selena Journal reported. 
Tyler J. Bergkamp, 25, of Selena, had been hiding in the attic. Police arrested him and took him to Selena Regional Health Center to recover from his fall. Five days later, he left the hospital and broke into another woman's house where he left his hospital gown, exchanging it for one of her t-shirts and a pair of sneakers. Bergkamp was rearrested a short time later and faces a number of charges. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the show this week. I do hope you so enjoyed it. It was magical, to say the least. And a quick reminder, as always, you can find everything about Electric Leftovers at lowbiasgaming.net. You can find old episodes of the show there, along with the playlists and uh, stuff on YouTube there as well. You can find all the information and all that other goody stuff over there, where uh, you are more than welcome to sign up for a free account and comment on the show, should you choose. Just another quick reminder, we've got Roll Film coming up this week as well, and um, I guess we did Star Wars last week, huh? What'd you think of that? Pretty great. If you've got a couple minutes, uh, wherever you happen to be listening to the show, please uh, take a moment or two and leave a review. It does help out a lot. It doesn't even have to be, I mean, it could be like, that's a good job. Mm-hmm. That'd be a fine review. I'd be okay with it. Uh, either way, I thank you for listening. We will see you next week. And uh, till then, keep your stick on the ice. An undead beetle, a head transplant, and a junkie. Whoa. Come friendly bums, rain up keen, and anyone that's ever been like featured in the anime, and that includes me. See the world bank book, do shit for free. So read that job tree, they see thee, and the all they, and they own thee. So they got all your water, mate, yeah, they decide your daughter's fate. You can't send piss into wine, you can't rub pennies in a wound and expect it to be fine. There are no diamonds.
diamonds in the mines Cause we teeth the lot So I'm on top of the pot singing Thanks for all the A's And the bums and the nuns and the guns And the bombs on the trains Thanks for all the A's And the floods and the bloods and the drugs And the banning all the rights Thanks for all the A's And the Asian flu And for you and for making us slaves Thanks for all the A's I'll pray for me Methodist Cause I fear the rapture Coming at ya like Cleopatra Oh, you can never catch it, the Donovan stature I'm evil on the mic like Margaret Thatcher Made you look bombs like a new come truer than the gospel According to my mate Luke It says here that the sky god wants to kill you if you're queer Or if you're a Jew or you're an Arab A minor in a hole Or if you are a dog because you haven't got a soul Or if you are a dead baby <laughs> You should count your stones and see how lucky you are So if your kids are unwetter than you are Twelve times worse than the worst crack hurt I can say this cause I'm sure You ain't shit, we've been advised to quit But we ain't taking the piss when we say Thanks for all the A's And the bombs and the guns and the nuns and the bombs on the trains Thanks for all the A's And the lies and the wives of the guys who be dying in spades Thanks for all the A's And the crap TV and for me and for bringing on the plague Thanks for all the A's One more fucking time Thanks for all the A's And the floods and the bloods and the drugs and the banning all the